When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, welcome back into the Bunnings Trade Rugby Run. Mark Watson, former All Black Steve Devine. Highlights there of New Zealand's demolition of the Italians, 96 points to 17. Uh, 24 hours on, great performance from the All Blacks, but I'm not sure how relevant it is when we come up potentially against Ireland or France in a quarterfinal or maybe even Scotland. Joining us on the programme is former Italian captain, uh, Dean Budd. Now, Dean played uh, 29 times for the Italians, and it's with great pleasure that he joins us. Afternoon to you, Dean. Welcome. Hi, good afternoon. It was a bit rough. You, you're calling me early and putting me through all those highlights. It was hard enough to watch it once, let alone listen to it again. <laughs> what was, in all seriousness, what was your expectation on this Italian team coming up against the All Blacks yesterday? I mean, there'd been a lot of talk, hadn't there? Everybody had written the All Blacks off, and here was the opportunity for the greatest upset in World Cup history, but not not to occur. No, no, I, I, I never expected the upset. I thought it might have been, well, I thought it would have been a, a lot closer than that. I'd kind of given the boys maybe a 25-30 that the All Blacks would take it out by, but um, gosh, that was just the performance of all performances from the ABs and, and yeah, pretty tough to watch from an Italian point of view. Is it psychological? Do the Italians believe they can beat the All Blacks? Did you yourself play the All Blacks at any point? Yeah, we played them in, in Rome in 2018 and um, again at the last World Cup we drew so there's a lot of belief there with that um, typhoon rolling through or cyclone, whatever it was. Um, but I've always I've always thought at international level we've had a, a psychological barrier coming up against the, the top tier one nations. Um, yeah, I, I vouched a long time within the team for some mental skills work um, and, I, and I still think it's a bit of a barrier for the boys to get over. Dean, um you know, I've been really impressed by the Italians this year and the brand, the way they play rugby. They, you know, they like to give it plenty of air and attack space. They, they didn't really fire a shot. It, the big question is, was was that because of the All Blacks' performance, or you think possibly they were just got themselves into too worked up and lost sight of what they were trying to do? No, I, I think it was because of the All Blacks. I think um, I think you saw the start of the game and they, they were carrying the ball well and they were kind of, I'm not going to say exposing, but they were making some good yards on the fringes. So I think I think if they had been more clinical in their, their uh, breakdown and hadn't lost all of the, that turnover ball there, I, I think we would have seen them being able to play that brand of rugby that they have been playing recently. Um, but the All Blacks just starved them of all possession, and furthermore, the the scrum and the lineout didn't function at all. So it, it becomes an impossible feat to to play rugby without the ball. Yeah, mate. I I, I certainly I felt the Italians early, and then uh, in in the start of that first half, they they did work the ball to the edges, and they did find space on the All Blacks, which not a lot of teams are able to do. They they're using those quite nice second second man plays. Uh, we know how good the Irish are at those. Uh, for me, there's maybe a little bit of alarm bells going off if the Italians were able to do it so easily. There's certainly a, you know, a lot harder attack that is is more capable than than they are of, of doing those plays that we might find ourselves under a lot more pressure pretty soon. 
Yeah, Johnny Sexton's the king of that um, and, and knows it inside and out and runs a whole back line that's been doing it for for the best part of a decade. So, yeah, I, I, I think they're a lot stronger at, at, at breakdown time and their ability to, to play those second-man plays at the back and Johnny Sexton running those circle balls. Bundyaki being a much more of a threat as a second five as a carrying option. I It'll, I, I, I can really see the All Blacks feeling a little bit of pinch in, um, if the Italians could expose it that easily. Yeah, mate. And also, the Italians have the French this weekend. Um, you know, is it just completely forget about that, write the game off and and uh, re- reset, refocus and, and get stuck into the French and come, come in a bit angry and a bit stronger? Yeah, I've always kind of said that this will be the one that they're targeting. Um we had it last World Cup around. We we kind of are not necessarily rode off the All Blacks, but the South Africans were the one we were targeting. They went on to win the World Cup, so the theory's wrong. But um, the, the French are, are much more beatable, and it goes back to that psychological point of, you know, we, we played France every six nations. We've beaten them in the past. We know we can, on the right day, turn up and perform. The French, although they've demonstrated a, a um, pretty consistent performance over the last four years they can really have bad days the french i think we saw it against uruguay so um yes i i have more hope for this game the french could certainly go in thinking oh look the ab's have done them by by 96 we'll put 100 on them and and i there might be an element of that they relax and the italians can make the most of it but I guess the track record shows that um, there hasn't been a heck of a load of upsets in this World Cup, and I think we, there might be some more consistency there. For the Italians to perform, for the Italians to be at their best, what needs to happen in the first ten minutes for the Italians to click in here? What has always been what has always been that focus in the first ten minutes for Italian sides? Position. Um, I think the longer we can hold the ball for, the more confidence we get. So. There's, there's no doubting you'll see when they sing the anthem the passion that they have for the game. It's then thereafter being able to refocus, get into probably probably chill out a little bit after that anthem um, in terms of the passion side of it um, and hold the ball for a bit and then just yeah, develop a little bit of continuity because, um, as alluded to earlier, the, the moment they lose the ball, the moment um, they get early points against them, an early try, it's... You know, is, the, is this happening all over again? <laughs> the old demons start creeping back in, and there's certainly a little bit of loss of belief. Yeah, I feel that I feel they'll be gutted with the performance. You know, they they the first three minutes they were excellent, and then they sort of lost their way completely. I, you know, I, I I feel there's a big opportunity again against the French. Um, you know, the French team with a few injuries, a few major injuries, all of a sudden starting to look a little shaky. Would you think that's fair? Yeah, I mean, they've developed a lot of depth. That top 14 competition over there is, is absolutely world-class. And so they do have a lot of good players, but I guess uh, um, DuPont, who's just their heart and soul of their team, um, him not being there maybe just rattles the cage a little bit um, and gives a... Yeah, any little in any little chink in the in the chain is, certainly gives the Italians hope, and I think that's a that's a big chink for the French right now. When it comes to Italian rugby, you talked about 
um, you know, maybe some psychological issues, barriers they put up mentally against maybe the tier one plane nations. Um, somebody who came through the New Zealand system, went over there and played in Italy. Uh, what, what are maybe some of the other little frustrations that you sort of struggle with with Italian rugby that maybe still need to be addressed, whether it be cultural or whether it be um, the way they train or perhaps the way they eat? <laughs> probably, yeah, probably the way they chase women, I think, is probably more likely, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it's the Saturday nights after the game. The boys are too excited to, to get into the discos rather than uh, get to bed and recover for the next one. <laughs> but but no, I, I mean there's just just massive cultural difference. Diet's one of them. We had, we've had the English nutritionists come in and, and try and, and bring in that mentality of, of what is known to us all as, as the proper diet, and um, all of a sudden the next week it's changed to having. Um, jam tarts and custard and oh gosh parmigiano cheese um soft uh, cold cut meats they're just they, they can't can't escape that side of it and uh, there's a lot i mean administrative level there's um there's just a real lack of cohesion from from grass well, grassroots is probably an a factor that's missing completely from italian but their top 10 competition into the clubs benetton and zebra which we played at which played in the uh, urc to then international level there's not a not a whole lot of cohesion between all of those and everyone's kind of fighting to win their own battle along the way rather than kind of that new zealand system and now the irish of collectively kind of working together to develop the best international side and mate, you've obviously played under uh, Kieran Crowley. He's um, coming up to his last um, few games for the Italians. How how did you find it? And did you think it's entirely fair that he's not around? Because he's certainly turned the team around in the last couple of years. Yeah, I thought it was a, a pretty bold call from the federation. Um, yeah, I think it probably stemmed from their earlier results when he took over, um, where where he had had some losses to Georgia and I think they almost lost to Portugal along the way. It was the same we had at Benetton in our first year. When you when you implement new, new structures and new strategies, it was really difficult. I think Kieran at Benetton in our first year, we won maybe two games. Uh, come year three, we were semi-finalists. It's, you need time to build um, solid teams and I, I feel like he's been probably quite pretty hard done by to been seen off before even the World Cup came about. Is, have they named another coach? They have. Uh, I couldn't tell you his name, a French guy um, right. who's taking over. I think he's been at uh, Stade Francais for the last wee while, uh, but you're not sure of his name. Mm. How long did it take you to learn the Italian national anthem? <laughs> I was actually singing it on Saturday morning <laughs> just to check I still had it. Um, and I certainly got a few words wrong, so maybe I still haven't learned it. Yeah. And who's... Um, I remember... <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm there now. I remember my debut. I wasn't that crash on, and and as it always is, the camera focused on me, and I certainly got a few messages after the game saying, "Do you even know the anthem?" <laughs> and, and did you did you manage to um do you manage to get an all black jersey at all? And yeah, I think I got Scott Barrett's um after we played them in Rome. Um, so yeah, it was. I was absolutely gutted we didn't get to go against them at the World Cup um in, in Japan. But mind you, looking at this result, maybe I'm fortunate that I'm not a <laughs> not a not a history maker from for the wrong reasons. Wait, was that the game in Rome where the, all the scrum controversies? There was like 900 scums in the match. Was that that match? 
Um, I don't think they were scoring too many points for that many scrums to have happened. So oh, I, don't, I don't, I don't remember that. Because it was one, there was one end of season two a year in November. It was actually reasonably close between All Blacks and the Italians. Um, uh, we we got them off again, and I think that's probably where Italy paid this time around. That a lot of pressure from the New Zealand press, and we got them in 2018 just after they'd lost to England. So they had a point to prove, and yeah, um, came out pretty strong. Never easy when you poked a bear the week before, eh? Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Dean! Look, lovely to have you on the program. We're great to have you back here in New Zealand, and um, yeah, some wonderful insight. And uh, look, very, all the very, very best. Genuinely against the French next week. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. Hopefully they can break a few more faces. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do the, do the All Blacks a favour on the way through. Yeah. There you go, Dean Budd, her man who captained Italy and did play the All Blacks, was uh, captain of the Italians at the last World Cup. And if you remember, we were supposed to play Italy in pool play, but there was a cyclone coming in and it was one of the rare occasions where a game was actually not played. Um, also spent a lot of time with Auckland, the Blues, Northland, and played for Benetton up there in Italy. Some interesting insight there. So the Italians still bit, bit of a psychological barrier. Do they believe? And you think, oh, yeah, but they should. But look, look how long it took Ireland to believe they could beat New Zealand, 2017. Scotland still haven't beaten New Zealand. The Welsh still haven't beaten New Zealand since 1953. So, you know, there is, don't underestimate the psychological side of sport. Yeah, absolutely, and and also what which you know surprised me when he was talking about the governance and that you know and you know it's what we need to look at across the board. I know Aussie will probably go through a big review, but you know you certainly got to look at the way the Irish have set up their systems where they have reduced number of teams. They basically have two teams, Leinster and Munster, and pretty much all their players are contracted to Ireland and they play for those two teams. You know, it's. It's a system going forward that that is working right now, and it's 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 you know I, th- I certainly think it's something the Aussies need to have a good strong look at and 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 here too. Yeah, reduction as well. of Super Rugby teams and maybe even moving New Zealand to four rather than five. We can have that discussion as well. Uh, Eighteen minutes after one, uh, we do have some audio too that we will play it um, shortly. Now I'll, I'll be honest, I haven't done it. It was only something that I was made aware of very late, so I'm not sure necessarily I'll find it out during the break who those involved in the discussion are, but it's back in the studios in Ireland with their post-Rugby World Cup matches and it's reaction from the Irish broadcasters in studio off the back of the All Black victory over the Italians. And so we'll play that. Um, I think a couple of weeks ago they were fairly confident are they as confident now off the back of that all-black performance? If, in fact, and we've got to keep saying this, if, in fact, the two teams do meet each other in the quarterfinals, 19 minutes after one. 